Okay, cool. Bye. All right. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good evening. <laughs> Let's start over. Let's do this again. everybody. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the worst mistake Cody Newberry ever made. This is your list sucks crime movie edition. I am your special guest host, Kirk the Consigliere Kowalkowski, and I am here because crime movies are the best movies. And I want to make sure we had a host who respected the genre. And if we had panelists who did not, I would have a host who would embarrass them properly. So that's what I'm here for. I've gone gone full Rupert Pupkin. I have taken over. Cody is duct taped to his chair. And um, we're going to see what happens here tonight. Uh, so before we get into it, let's introduce our panelists to my, I think I'll get this right, left, is uh, he's here's a gentleman like me who takes a beating off it on the show. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that's going to change tonight. It is the King Caleb Coho. Cool. How do you like your chance to get out of here in one piece tonight? I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> uh, I'm here every week. I'm handcuffed to this desk. I legitimately am locked here contractually and physically. I am not allowed to leave this show. If I do, Cody will hire a sniper to take me out. Uh, but uh, I'm excited to be here again. I have a feeling I'm getting last. But I'm hoping I get third. I haven't gotten third yet. Well, we'll see what happens. Below him is a man I wanted to have on the show because it's appropriate. His taste in movies can often be considered a crime. It is Andrew James Barr. Andrew, how you feeling tonight, buddy? Uh, Coho, I'm going to contradict what you said. I'm coming in last. It'll be the first time on your list sucks in my 27 appearances here. I'm going to come in last, and I'm going to win that your list sucks. All right, and to my right... We have your normal host. Uh, this is a guy also appropriate because his treatment of me on the show in the past has been criminal. It is Cody Newberry. Cody, you feeling all right with me uh, taking the reins tonight? Well, see, so the, I'll talk a little longer than the rest. But like Coho, the last time Coho crossed me, uh, he knows what happened with Moonlight. Um, so real, he'll realize that if he messes his favorite movies, will not win Oscars. Uh, Kirk. So when I ask Kirk a question, says, when can you be on the show next? And his response is, I can host crime movies. And I said, well, I want to host crime movies. I love crime <laughs> movies. So I gave him the power. We'll see a thing. But the problem is my list can't suck because this is my show and my opinion rules. So even if you hate it, doesn't matter. I still win. But uh, I'm expecting brutal hell from you. And I can't wait. So, yeah. Cody, have that uh, our coho have that mute button ready to go. Right. <laughs> Shut up, and, love. And below him uh, is a man. This is kind of awkward for me. This is the one guy in the room that I really don't feel I've gotten to know personally enough to insult to his face. But don't worry, I'm probably going to do it anyway. It is Big Papa Jeff Varhu. Jeff, welcome to your list. Sucks. Thank you very much for having me. This is my uh, first time here on your list. Sucks. A long time listener, first time caller, hoping to win those tickets to see Van Halen this Sunday <laughs> at the multiplex. You know, but uh, I think I'm on the wrong show. If I might be mistaken, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know about this list with me. You know, I'm not looking to be the top. I'm looking to be somewhere sandwiched in between. You know, like a nice little Oreo cookie cream filling that I am. So, put me in the middle, y'all. All right. Okay, so the way this works, uh, you guys know, but if this is the first time you've watched a show, and I understand if it is, uh, what we do, everybody gives their top 10 lists. Uh, we will go through 10 through uh, ten through 8, 
that's treated more like a honorable mention. Uh, then we'll do everybody's seven through four. Then we'll do everybody's threes, everybody's twos, everybody's ones. We will compile a list uh, from everybody else's uh, top tens. And from there, I will give grades. God help you all. Uh, so why don't we start this off? Um, Coho, go ahead and tell us why the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies are technically crime movies. <laughs> well, there is a lot of swashbuckling and piracy. Uh, but my number 10 is a, is a little known movie called The Private Eyes. Uh, my number nine is uh, Logan Lucky, and my number eight is The Big Lebowski. Okay, no yikes. I'm not surprised on this. Why don't you go ahead and start with your number ten, Private Eyes. My number ten is a little movie from 1980 called The Private Eyes, starring Don Knotts and Tim Conway. It's a murder mystery where these two Americans start working for Scotland Yard and are hired to investigate a murder that happened to a millionaire, and it shenanigans ensue. The plot's really tight. The joke's really funny. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Super good. Um, my number nine. Is also a comedy. It's Logan Lucky. It's a Steven Soderbergh movie from 2017. Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, uh, Daniel Craig. It's got a stacked cast. Uh, lots of cameos. Sebastian Stan, Seth MacFarlane, a bunch of others are also in it. About uh, these guys who are planning a heist of a NASCAR racetrack. Uh, and it is uh, super fun, super funny. Uh, and I've gone back to it many times. I think it might be my favorite Soderbergh film, uh, which is a hot take in and of itself. Um, and then my... Eight is the Coen Brother classic, The Big Lebowski. Um, I absolutely love this movie. It is a crime. It's about the dude as he's hunting down a missing persons case uh, while going through LA. So uh, if you, I, I don't know how much I really need to say about The Big Lebowski. I just absolutely love all the characters in Coen Brothers movies. So Big Lebowski is great. All right, before we go any further, I didn't mention this in Jeff's first time here. So uh, Jeff, if you hear a movie that's on your list, say yikes, and we'll come back to that later. Um, Okay, Coho, Private Eyes, not a good start. Uh, <laughs> I have, I try, I, I made sure I could see every movie on this list, but I couldn't find Private Eyes anywhere. So I went and did some research. I watched some uh, YouTube videos, uh, some clips. This is top 10 crime movies, and you essentially put an episode of Scooby Doo on your list, which Ouch. is what this movie is. Ouch. Um, I'm sure you have fond memories of watching this maybe as a kid, maybe with your grandparents, your parents, whatever, and that's fine. But on a top 10 list of crime movies, I'm not going to crucify you too much because it is 10. That's that's okay. You can have, you, This can be your fun pick. That's fine. Um, but we're going to come back and judge this later. Your li list needs to go from 0 to 60 at this point. We've got to start taking it seriously now. So let's move on to number 9. Uh, Logan Lucky. Uh, yeah, I like this movie. Um, it's fun. It's, I'd like to give it a little more time to breathe to see if it, um, if it holds up. Uh, but I think this is a great movie. I love Daniel Craig in this and I think nine's a really good spot for it. Uh, number eight, big Lebowski. Uh, I am not as high on this movie as a lot of people are, uh, kind of came and went for me and I was really surprised when I saw, uh, you know, over the years, how I picked up that cult status. I think that's a little undeserving. But again, at number eight, I'm not going to beat you up too bad about it. I mean, it's a, it's a decent Coen Brothers movie. It's got some good performances in it. So that is – I'll let you slide on that one. Really? Uh, <laughs> all right. So we will move on to um, – Cody, you wanted to go last, right? Oh, I don't care. You can put me wherever. All right. Well, I will move – yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just so we go in order on screen. I don't lose track. We'll go to Cody next. So, Cody, give me your 10, 9, 8. Okay. My number 10 is My Cousin Vinny. My number 9 is The Town. And my number 8 is Sicario. Uh, right. Okay. 
so my number 10 is my cousin Vinny. Um, I wanted to do something different because I, I had a conversation with somebody. It's not organized crime. It's not That's not the basis of the list. It's crime in general. And I think this is truly one of the best comedy crime movies of all time. Um, I love a courtroom setting. I think Joe Pesci and the judge play really good off each other. And Marissa Tomei in this movie, she won an Oscar for it, deservedly so. But honestly, one of the greatest performances. It's probably the most quotable. Um, I still, the line will stick with me in the thing is, uh, I don't like it as much as you, but either way, you're getting fucked. Um, great part. Love this movie. Uh, you can all thank me for Full Metal because I'm the reason that's on your guys' list. Uh, number nine is The Town. Uh, yes, directed by Ben Affleck, shot in Boston, and it ends up with a shootout outside Fenway Park. Don't think he couldn't have made my list at this point, so clearly I love the intrigue between it. I love the like set up between the like the underbelly of crime and how um and Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck play great off each other. But like he tells them everything. He's like, listen, you can't tell me what we're doing or where we're going or blah blah blah. All right, you take whose car we're taking. Here's a mine. Like doesn't even question him, just says, let's roll. That's the perfect of a crime movie. And number eight is Sicario. <clears throat> Sicario I bounced around with a lot because it hasn't been out too too long. Um but the tension that I felt on the freeway scene of uh, the tension I felt um, in that car where the guns are coming at him and they know that something and the shootout begins and Antonio Banderas and the understory. Love it through. Uh, love it. I think this movie gets very underrated, especially with the second one. Um, the second one ruins what the first one was. I think the first one is a perfect uh, low budget crime movie and Emily Blunt's amazing. In it. So, yeah. Okay, uh, number 10, My Cousin Vizzy, Vinny. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's it's an out-of-the-box pick, and it's better than, you know, Mr. Magoo's Haunted House or whatever <laughs> Go ahead on his list. But, uh, no, I mean, personally, personally, I think there's um, there's better crime comedies. Um, but, again, number 10. I re I just did rewatch this for Full Metal, and it had been a while since I saw it. And it's it's good. I mean, I'm not going it, to it, – number 10 is a good spot for it. Uh, number nine, nine, The Town. This is another one I watched just for your list. And I uh, saw it for the first time. A little bit of a spoiler. This is the best movie on your list based out of Boston. And uh, it is, uh, yeah, Renner's great in this. Uh, Affleck's great in this. Really nice heist drama. Um, and again, it's not something I would have come up with, but at number nine, that's pretty good. You piece uh, of shit. That <laughs> underlining punch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just punched you right in him. <laughs> And number eight, Sicario. Um, I've seen this. Honestly, don't remember too much about it. Um, not was I, I don't remember it being great. I don't remember anything really I hated about it. So um, for me, it's pretty forgettable. But uh, if you like it, you put it number eight for your uh, honorable mentions. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's all right. So um, not, a, not, a, not a terrible start. Uh, could have been a lot worse. Uh, so we will move on to uh, Jeff. Why don't you give me your 10, 9, 8? Okay, uh, for number 10, I have Baby Driver. Yikes! Oh, God, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> number nine, I have End of Watch. Okay. And number eight, I have, just for the last seven. All right. <laughs> okay, go ahead and give me your uh, rundown on those three. Okay, so uh, Baby Driver, you know, I love... Yikes. A yikes. That got yikes, so we save it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's we'll like go, yeah. Go, go number it's nine. Like top 10's punt, so... yeah. 
Okay, I'm sorry. So number nine, uh, end of watch. Um, I, a lot of people kind of like always when they think of crime movies, they always think of like the mafia movies. They always think of the uh, the or you know drug cartel movies. Everybody kind of forgets about like the actual police procedurals. Everybody kind of kind of like forgets about that. This was a good like grounded and almost uh, realistic. Uh, that's the word I'm looking for. I don't even know. Authentic, I guess, is the best way to look at it. It it gave you a good glimpse. You, it felt like you saw real police officers working here, and the chemistry between Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena proved to be really, really good. It it showed two cops essentially doing their job, trying to be good people to serve the community, going a little bit over in their heads with a big problem there i won't spoil too much but it's it's pretty gnarly but the movie is so well done well shot i like the style of it it's it's a fun watch definitely one to enjoy and for number eight yeah i have a uh, seven yeah mostly for the laughs but no even still i love when a movie can uh because i know the people at ocd are going to get pissed off right now the fact that i don't have it at seven but you know uh, <laughs> lol i guess <laughs> um i like when a movie can take a concept like the seven deadly sins and can make it uh interesting when you can take something that you like kind of like know of and can give it a fresh take and something that's refreshing that is really cool to see and uh just seeing the chemistry between brad pitt morgan freeman and then you see kevin spacey oh wait i'm sorry uh christopher Plummer. i'm sorry for that one with that <laughs> you got the joke <laughs> but um i love the i loved the it works as a thriller. It works as a really tense drama. The crime aspects of this work really well. I think it's an excellent thriller crime drama. Okay. All right. Uh, your number nine, End of Watch. Uh, this is another one I had not seen and I watched because you put it on your list. And I thank you for that because I really enjoyed this movie. Um, Jill Hall's great in it. Michael Pena's in it. I, great in it. I love their chemistry. I love the way it's shot. I love that like found footage look. I think it really captures the... Uh, the intensity of what they're going through. My only problem with this movie is um, I don't want to spoil the ending, but it is called end of watch. So, um, you know, figure it out. And I, you, you, they just throw so many of those police cl cliches in that movie where it's like, I almost, like, I felt like I was being like manipulated emotionally, like, Oh, this is going to happen at the yeah. end. And um, I, that kind of like, I had to take a, a, you know, drew me out of it a little bit. Um, but other than that, I really liked it. Like I said, Jill, I like, uh, Hall when he's not a weirdo and he's still like, uh, charismatic and that's what he is in this movie. So, uh, yeah, good pick number nine, uh, good pick for that one. And seven, um, surprise. Nobody else had this. That's a good, uh, another great movie. And this is one where, um, I think this movie has kind of gone down in people's opinions. Cause we remember the ending so much, uh, that you forget, like it's a pretty good movie all the way through. Uh, so yeah, that's another one I haven't seen in a while. And even with me, I, I had to go back and think about it, like in my head, like, the whole movie yeah it's it's a pretty good movie so yeah um for nine and eight um two great picks um really good start uh so let's switch things up a little bit and go over on to andrew let's go down andrew. Here, boys uh <laughs> so my number 10 is uh who framed roger rabbit shocker no one else has that but me cool <laughs> uh my number nine is road to perdition okay and uh, I'm hoping for a yikes for this one. My number eight is The Godfather Part 2. Yikes. Excellent. So, who a friend Roger Rabbit? I think a lot of people are looking on this film right now, and they're seeing it as a gimmick film. It's not. It's really. It's a really tight script, actually. Um, the Robert Zemeckis' direction is great. All the cartoons 
blend together seamlessly. They don't look like they belong in different worlds. Um, and Bob Hoskins' performance as Eddie Valiant in this movie is so good. He's acting against nothing for a majority of the film when, he, when you think about him actually acting. And he's phenomenal. It's a great mystery movie. There's uh, a great villain. It's a great watch. Go watch it. Uh, number nine is Road to Perdition. Uh, Road to Perdition. Uh, it's a Sam Mendes film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it has um, Tom Hanks in one of his least Tom Hanksy roles you've ever seen. The cinematography in this movie is absolutely beautiful. It is like you're actually watching a cartoon, like a uh, comic book come to life. Um, especially like the one shot where you, where it's his son and he's looking through like this little pole in the floor or a wall and you just see Tom Hanks's legs. It's so good. It's an amazing story with, um, probably one of the best performances Jude Law has ever given as well. Um, it's a great movie and I, I highly recommend watching it. Okay. Um, and your eight got yikes. So number 10, Roger Rabbit, it counts. Uh, little known fact, the script was originally written as a sequel to Chinatown, and they switched things up a little bit to uh, make it a cartoon. So, again, number 10, I'm not going to crucify you for it, uh, yeah, but we, we, we got – well, you know what? We'll come back to this. We'll depend on how the rest of your looks. We'll look at the rest of your list and see if we're okay with, <laughs> with Roger Rabbit number 10. Uh, number nine, Road to Perdition. Um, great pick. Um, I think this is a movie that's underseen, underrated. Uh, I think it's probably one of the best of the 2000s. Uh, Hanks is great in it. Jude Law is great in it. Um, Daniel Craig being the kind of roles Daniel Craig should be cast in. Yes. Uh, Paul Newman's fantastic in it. So, yeah, uh, I don't hate that pick at all. I would have been very okay with this much further down the list. Um, but number nine, so be it. Uh, so that leaves us. Uh, now we go into 7654. Uh, this is the part of the show where everybody else gets a comment. Uh, you talk about your movie, I'll talk about your movie, and everybody else gets their input. So, um, Koho, we'll go back to you. Uh, give us your number seven. Let's go, boys and girls. Number seven is in Bruges. Okay. Uh Sad no yikes. In Bruges uh, is the Martin McDonough debut, I guess, the movie that really announced him. I think it's his debut. Uh, with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson being two hitmen that go hide out in Bruges for a crime gone wrong. Uh, it is funny. It is emotional. Uh, you grow to care for both of them so much so that when uh, the inevitable thing happens uh, and Ray Fiennes appears... Uh, it is uh, it is heartbreaking, but it is a great ride, a fantastic script, uh, and a really fun movie. Yeah, I like this one a lot. This is a really good pick, Ashley. Um, everything you said about it is true. Uh, it's funny, It's it, but it's, it's good. It's not cheesy funny. It's real. Like, the characters are real, and they're grounded, um, but it's still funny as heck. So, yeah, I like this pick a lot. Um, I'm uh, well, Andrew, I'll start with you. I'll let you go over here because you look like you're kind of mad you missed this one. Now, I'm not necessarily mad that I missed this one. I'm mad that I missed my list. When I was reconfiguring my list, this would have been my number 11. I love this movie. Martin McDonough is such a great writer. You, and by the way, Coho, you're an inanimate fucking object. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Jeff, no in Bruges. What do you think about this one? Um, yeah, this was one that was kind of like sitting outside my list. I like looked at it and I was like, yeah, this is definitely a good film. Uh, I'm, I'm, did it belong in my time? Eh, it sits outside, but it's a respectful nomination, but a uh, good pick. Oh, I like this one. And Cody, what are your thoughts on this one? 
I've sat through a lot of these shitty shows with a lot of shitty people talking about movies that made their top 10 list. Um, I determined how I felt and would this is crime probably make most people's list. Yeah, it's pretty good, but it's not my personal top 10. So there's no way it's making it. I get it. But Coho also said yikes to baby driver and it wasn't at seven. So God help us fucking all. So I hear you there. Um, Malcolm, uh, don't worry. We'll get there, buddy. All right. Then we'll go on to your number six. My number six is Hell or High Water. Uh, no, mine's at the bottom. Mine's, mine's, mine's at seven, so we can okay. talk about it. We, we can talk about it. Um, this movie is fantastic. Uh, I just watched it this year. Uh, one of the most deserving Oscar nominees of 2016. It's a great sort of modern Western. Ben Foster is incredible. Jeff Bridges is really good. Chris Pine is just kind of Chris Pine, but it's all he really needs to be in that movie. Um, like, the dialogue is really great. This is my favorite Taylor Sheridan written movie. Um, I think it's his best script. Um, but, I mean, I guess I, I don't have the same love for Sicario as everyone else. Uh, I definitely don't like Wind River, but uh, Hell or High Water is a fantastic ride, and I'm, I'm blathering now. Cody, go ahead. Uh, no, Hell or High Water was my favorite movie of 2017, right? The year it came out? Um, uh, every the entire script is even written for like the it has the same tones throughout everybody. No one's like miscast. Everybody put even the waitress at the restaurant that tells him he's gonna fucking get the steak that he orders because we only serve ribeye and you just get it yeah. and puts Jeff Bridges in his place. Um, goes to like a simple bike. Uh, I think honestly Ben Foster is really good in this, but a lot of people overlook Chris Pine. Chris Pine is honestly really solid in this movie. Um and. It there's two friends and it ends tragically and Bridges knows what's up. Like it's a pretty much cat and mouse game the entire time. And like Ben Foster causes all the things to affect why Chris Pine just has to pretty much let him go near the end. I know it's not about that much, but it's it's a fantastic movie and it's it still holds up. It's gonna move up higher more on my crime list the more I watch it, but seven I think is the appropriate spot for it. Yeah, um, this is definitely one that I love. This is my favorite movie of the year. So uh, another great pick, Co. You, you, you're not getting to me yet here, um, but uh, we'll get there, it, Kirk. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is my favorite of the year. Uh, I, I disagree with you, Co. And that I think Chris Pine is amazing. He's more than just Chris Pine. This is the first Chris Pine movie I saw where he really like showed his acting chops. I think, and of course, Ben Foster's great in it. Uh, and I love just a movie where you can have two characters on completely opposite ends uh, with completely opposite. Uh, motivations and still root equally for both of them uh that's that's a sign of a brilliant story to me and uh just like uh cody said cat and mouse between him and bridges is great in this uh andrew and jeff this one didn't make your list you gotta tell me why uh jeff go you ahead. might have to go first because i i saw go your reaction it. yeah go for it uh so i really like this movie a lot uh i think that chris pine is one of the most underrated actors that we have working today um i think that um as you guys said, Ben Foster and Jeff Bridges are great. Shout out to Gil Birmingham, who plays his partner. Uh, that guy's fantastic. And he That's John Roca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only asshole trick, Mr. Pitt. <laughs> he needs to get work more often. But the one thing about this movie that drives me absolutely insane sometimes is that there are some moments in this movie where I can't tell if it's the sound editing or mixing, but it, it something is really off about some scenes when it comes to the sound. And it drives me insane when I watch that movie. So I couldn't get it on my list. 
it's a bit of a nitpick, but Jeff, what are your thoughts? I'm so mad I didn't even think about this movie because I absolutely <laughs> love Hell or High Water. I think this movie is so good. I mean, like, we, we talked about Chris Pine, Jeff Bridges doing great in this. Uh, ben Foster, I think, does an amazing job, too, in this as well. I don't think he gets near enough praise for this movie as well. But uh, I love the tense cat and mouse aspect of it. It's very layered when you look down into it. You know, When you see... It's it, it's just a standard cat and mouse game with like people robbing banks on the surface, but when you go down into it, there's a lot more to it, and it makes it really, really much more interesting. So I'm I'm mad I didn't put this on my if list. If it was now. made in the if it was made in the seventies, Bar would have it, but too bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to your number five. As soon as we got into crime, I knew this had to make my <coughs> top five. I based today's awesomely fun post. Off of this movie, Clue. Clue oh. is my favorite murder mystery movie of all time because it is infectious. Everyone is hilarious. It's not stupid humor. It's actually some really smart humor. Tim Curry is excellent. The entire mystery itself is fantastic uh, to the point where you get to the end and you're just like, oh, man, I love all three multiple different endings. Uh, I think that's a perfect way for a Clue movie to end. I love the game, so I love the movie. Uh, God, yeah, it's in, it's in one of my top favorite movies. So I, I love it. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's the go we know and love. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you don't like comedy in your crime movies, Kurt. Oh, I, I, I like I like comedy in my comedy movies. Um, this go. is a movie that is uh, shut up, Bar. Um, this is a movie uh, that. It's just, I mean, th there may be a little bit of smart humor in this, but it is a lot of dumb slapstick. And, you know, it, I remember when this came out, I'm that old, and it was just a gimmick. It was just a gimmick. I mean, it was the battleship. <laughs> it was the battleship of the 80s. That's that's what this movie was. And um, it's it's not that great. I hear people call this a classic, and it's not. It's not just not. I mean, you got some fun actors in there doing some fun things. But, again, we are talking top ten crime movies of all time. Get out of here with this. Somebody else talk because this is not I'll go. Kirk, stop twisting the knife in okay. my back. I'll go. You've, you've already um, stabbed me deep shut enough. Up, Mar. Shut up, Mar. Um, by the way, just to let everybody know, uh, it's only been one list halfway through, and Kirk is definitely welcome back to be a host anytime he'd like. Um, <laughs> this, movie, this movie is a great comedy in my ass. Oh, my eyes. I don't think it's that great of a crime movie. I, I like the I like the movie a lot. I defend it if you want to put it on there. I would if I was in the judge's chair, I wouldn't give you too much shit. Tim Curry, like basically when they cop goes like runs on the field, like if you don't let me in, I'm gonna get you for murder. And he pops out like murder. Why'd you say murder? Like there's no body in here. And then the the, the playing back and forth with like I don't need anybody to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's just the overall. I love that movie. I think it's great. Classic's a little tough. I think it's very cult following, um, but I don't hate it for your list. It just could, didn't make mine because I don't consider it great. Didn't that? Act. I didn't cry. Yeah. Um... Fun comedy, I'll give it that. It's a fun comedy, but when you look at crime movies, uh, for this to be five, I mean, like, damn, Coho, like, what do you consider a masterpiece at this point? I mean, this is, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous to see what four is right now, but uh, I mean, everything that was said about Clue is already, you know, has been said. You know, it's a fun movie. Tim Curry's fun in it, but overall, I mean, crime? Come on, y'all. 
It's about murder. Oh my god, I am so angry. It's about a lot of other movies. Flames coming fine. out of the side of my face. Flames. Um, Flames. It's out of my face. That's like saying the last Airbender was based <laughs> off of a cartoon, <laughs> so it was related to a cartoon, so it's good, right? That's not why uh, I'm taking oh okay. You know what? I'm just gonna stop right here. All I'm gonna say is that I love Clue. I love the performances. I'm and you guys, I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, all right. <laughs> Ko, you still got one more. Go ahead. <laughs> my number four is uh, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll give the minor spoiler. My only Tarantino to make the list. I took Reservoir Dogs. Um, I chose there was I put a lot of stipulations on my list. One of them was one Tarantino. Uh, he's made almost an entire filmography of crime. Uh, so I chose this one. I think this is his most crime movie for me. The whole uh, aliases running around and like uh, trying to survive a cry a heist gone wrong. Uh, I think uh, Steve Buscemi is excellent as Mr. Pink. Uh, Tim Roth is excellent as Mr. Orange, and Harvey Keitel in the middle of it all is excellent. Um, fantastic ensemble. Michael Madsen is terrifying in this movie. Uh, I think overall, it it's not my favorite Tarantino, but it I think it's up there as one of the best Tarantino. Okay. Yeah. Um. Good pick. Um. This is a good place for this movie. Uh. I. My. My issue with it. I don't. I don't want to say issue. This movie always. The further I get away from it, it tends to drop, because it's so stereotypically '90s that it kind of starts to blend in with so many other movies that came out this time. And then you compare it to his later work, and you're like, "Oh, it wasn't that good." But every time I go back to it, I still love it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is why I like this movie." So yeah. Um. I am not going to dog this pick at all. Um, I don't like that it's your only. I don't like. There, there you go. I don't like that it's your only Tarantino. I don't think that's a fair uh, prerequisite for your list. Um, if you're if you're going to pick one Tarantino, this is not the one I would have picked. Um, but again, um, grading the rest of your list on your curve, this is fantastic. So um, nobody else picked Reservoir Dogs. Uh, we will go, uh, Andrew. Why don't you go with this one first? Uh, if I had to pick one Tarantino movie, this is the one that I would have also picked. Um, Reservoir Dogs is actually my favorite Tarantino movie in general. Uh, I think that the story is really tight, um, especially having like almost like one singular location for most of it. Um, I And I love the performances. I think it's just a really tight crime movie, and I really love this movie a lot. All right, and Cody, I see you got a special reaction. So, Jeff, why don't we go to you next? <laughs> uh, this is my number three Tarantino movie. Um, I like the movie; it's good. Uh, I don't think it's the best crime movie, though. Uh, I like—I do like when movies can take songs that I like and make them creepy. So, you know, "Stuck in the Middle with You" always now has a weird place now whenever I hear it. But, but uh, the movie itself is fine. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I—it's I, good though. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, Cody, you seem like you had something to say about this. Um, so no, like I love Reservoir. Uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs is one of my favorites of Tarantino. Uh, I made a conscious decision that I included no Tarantino. I had zero Tarantino on my list for the simple fact is when you make a shitty movie in the summer and make me sit two and a half hours, you get a timeout <laughs> on my list. Mute, you just go, mute, you, mute. In the corner. <laughs> Good choice, but f f Tarantino right now. No, thank you. Uh, jerk off in Hollywood some other time. Don't m put me on screen to make me watch it for two and a half hours. All right, okay. <laughs> Decorum. Decorum. Nope. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> I, okay, I so would mute him, but I agree. <laughs> hey. I would agree. I'm the captain now. Mute him when I say mute him. I would agree. 
<laughs> okay, well, Cody, we're coming. Unmute because we're coming to you uh, for your seven six five four Ooh. and your your seven. We already hit that was Jake's for Hella High Water. So let's move on hey. to your number six. My number six is uh, a movie that I just saw this year. Um, people told me, eh, it's not as good as you think it is. I absolutely fell in love with this movie. I think it's great. It's also set in Boston, so it kind of helps. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going Mystic River. Mystic River. Um, the performance that once was argued on this show is not as good as Johnny Depp's performance in Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Sean Penn's performance, when he finds out that his daughter has been murdered, is one of the scariest, like, I feel I am... I'm a dad, so that reaction killed me um, watching it. I think if I didn't have kids, it wouldn't have hit me as hard, but that one to lose one of your kids by just a, an act that didn't need to happen. And the cat and mouse and him thinking he knows what's happening, and it just – and that gut punch at the end of the movie. I will not ruin it. It's on Netflix right now. That gut punch at the end of the movie that uh, – it's I just – I absolutely fell in love with this movie. I think – I think I understand why some people might not be big on it, but for somebody that just saw it and was captivated, that's why it made my list. All right. Uh, another spoiler. This is the second best movie based in Boston on your list. <gasps> and uh, <laughs> and um, I had just, again, this is another one that I watched for your list. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Um, Penn is great in it. And just like you, I'm a dad. So that was a, a, a rough to watch. Um, I did not, you know, enjoy certain parts of this movie because it was too a little too real. Uh, right. But yeah, uh, I love Penn's character in it. I love that kind of like guy who's kind of weaved his way in and out of a life of crime and is like kind of taking one step back, but is ready to jump right back in when he needs to. I just love that whole dynamic, his relationship with his friends and his wife and everything. Uh, so yeah, um, I think six is a little high for this. Um, I don't know if I'd put top 10. I think six is a little high. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's not a terrible choice for your list. Uh, so we will go on to, um, Jeff, Andrew Coho, whoever wants to speak up. Uh, nobody went with Mystic River. No, um, I like Mystic River. I think it's a pretty good movie, but for, aside from Sean Penn and, uh, Tim Robbins characters, um, it didn't really connect with me in the way that I had wanted to, or was hoping it would. I, I think it's I like I think it's a really good movie. It just doesn't connect with me as much as I would have liked for it to. Um, I say like uh, in the same boat as you, Cody and Kirk. You know, coming from a dad's perspective, this movie hurts a lot to watch, and I think that's kind of why it didn't make my top ten. Just because it it it's one of those movies like you know it's good, but it's not one you want to rewatch over and over again because you just feel unclean and you just don't feel good after it. But yeah, Sean Penn in this movie is oh my god is he good in this tim robbins too but outside of that there isn't like too many shining stars outside of those two but overall i mean like the movie itself is really good but it's again one of those i put in like the same realm of like pop, like fox catcher it's a good movie but i never want to watch it again cool, how about you johnny depp should have won his oscar for i also think kurt needs to come back and judge a top 10 movie set in boston and make Cody sit on the panel i think, I just, I think that would be yeah. won't won't do it <laughs> real quick thomas Scully, i see your comment shut up no, no. okay okay so i guess go to my five yeah yeah let's do number five now oh 
this one is going to get some maybe reaction. I don't really Uh-oh. care. Uh, it is Arsenic and Old Lace. <gasps> this movie... I am not a classics guy by any means. I need color. I need visual effects that hold up. I need uh, humor. This movie took me by total surprise. J.D. West, I've never thanked you for anything, but I'll thank you for putting this on Full Metal in the last season. After watching this one, I feel like the I feel like the comedy in this movie is better than comedy shot today. I believe the actual crime elements of this movie actually work really well, and it's kind of surprising how the elements just keep adding on to each other. And I will never think of Teddy uh, Theodore Roosevelt ever again. The same way, so. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Cody. I love this pick. It's out of the box. It's different. It's but it's it's a great pick. It's I love uh, Arsenal Lace. You're right. I mean, it's a funny movie. Uh, it's a it's a it's a tense crime film when it needs to be. Um, a lot of great performances in it. It's you know the, it takes that the, the aspects of the play and uh, you know transforms into a film, film perfectly. Uh, so yeah, this is a good pick. Uh, I like it. At number five. I like it. Made your list. Um, and it's it, it, it yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Bar, well, I'll go to you last, Andrew, because I know you got a lot to say about this. Co- uh, Coho, Arsenic and Old Lace. I have never seen Arsenic and Old Lace, but Cody talks about it like it's really, really good. And when Cody talks about a classic, like it's the next coming of Christ, that probably means yeah. it is. So I should probably give it a chance. If Andrew and Cody both like it, it's probably pretty good. Jeff, your thoughts on uh, Arsenic and Old Lace? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, this, is a, this is a good pick, Cody. Like, like I know it's like the, the new Medina for you to be like, oh, he doesn't like black and white films. So good, good for you for proving the haters wrong you know stand, yeah, stand strong you know but this movie is great i i do love this movie a lot it is um it's very it has a lot of charm to it it has a lot of good elements to it that just work so again this is another one i'm kind of mad that i do not have on my list of one you know this is a solid pick so yeah. and uh andrew this is what i would expect to show up on your list okay so i love this movie i really do i was in the play and uh i i watched the movie and um, I I love this. Frank Capra proves that he can do comedy like really really well with this. And um, Cary Grant, I know Cary Grant actually thinks this is his worst performance, but I think it's uh, I think it's a great performance. Uh, and one of my favorite lines of all time. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get it wrong, but it's like um, madness runs through my family. It practically gallops. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. It's such a smart smart script and i love this movie so much the only reason it's not on mine is because it while it makes probably my top 100 films of all time there just happen to be 10 11 movies that i like better yeah well as far as number fives go i'll say this cody you got the crime comedy right okay thank you so let's 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 move on to your number four Okay, so my number, my top four were locked before this, uh, before I even started coming up with the list. Uh, my number two went back and forth, but my number four was always this was 2007 Zodiac. Uh, Zodiac is a movie. Uh, my best friend in college said, "Have you ever seen Zodiac?" I said, "No, I don't. I know about the murder, but I don't know the movie." And that movie, one, I think I bounced back and forth with Fincher. That's best movie because that's really rough for me, but this is this is amazing. This movie, the performance throughout it. Uh, I'm always a true crime buff, so this is like takes that element instead of like mob and all that mentality of just 
and those I'm with Brooklyn. No yikes, which kind of scares me. That's sad. But Zodiac is one of those movies that is, embraces the true crime, and I think he's the perfect director to do the movie. And I, I, I don't think there's been a better true crime movie since this movie. So um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I really like this movie. Well, I like half this movie. This to me, this is almost like two films in one. Um, I love the first half, and I love what Fincher does with it. And I love that it almost has some buddy comedy elements with Gyllenhaal and Donnie Jr. And then with um, the uh, Ruffalo and the other guy <laughs> I played before, and I forget who it is. But uh, it's it's almost kind of lighthearted in a lot of places. And it's more about those relationships in the first half. And that's what I really connected to this movie. Uh, the second half, when you know certain characters start to disappear and it becomes more of a straight procedural, I lost interest a little bit in it. So that's kind of why um, it wouldn't make my list personally. Uh, I think four is really high for this actually, but I don't hate it on your list in general. I just don't think it belongs uh, this high. Uh, no one else had it. What do you guys think about Zodiac? I guess I'll start on this one. Oh, okay. Um, the movie, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Kirk. You know, like half this movie is really good. I love the fact, you know, like building up this character that we didn't know about. You know, uh, this was a story I didn't really know about, and going into it, it was a very, it was really interesting to like see how it was pieced together and how it went about. And then it really lost its focus. It lost a lot of momentum, definitely in the second half. And the two, the almost three hour runtime, it, it it felt like it was dense just for the sake of being dense, and that's where it kind of lost me in a way. You can have long movies. But you need to have a good purpose with it, and that was where it kind of lost it for me. So uh, it's good, but it's not great. It it's a movie about obsession, and I think that's what the three hour runtime actually helps increase. Um, and also in that second half, that's where the basement scene comes in, which is one of the most pulse pounding scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And that's also when um, John Carroll Lynch, am I getting his name right? Um, he comes in. And he's also terrifying. I love this movie. It just missed my list. It just missed my list. This is my favorite uh, Fincher movie. And I I wish I had more space for the list, but it, it just missed it. I love this movie. This was the hardest list I've ever had to make, and I literally forgot about all true crime. And I feel so <laughs> stupid, because Zodiac would have totally made my top five. All right. That's upsetting. I'm an idiot. Okay, let's move on to uh, let's go to Jeff. Uh, let's start with your number seven. All right, this is kind of the cliche pick. Everybody who says they love film and want to be a director who wants to be like this guy, they always put this movie somewhere in one of their top films that they love because it transcends multiple genres, not just for crime, not just for drama or action, but for comic books. It is The Dark Knight from Christopher Nolan. Wow. Okay, I'm surprised, but in the same, I'm, in the sense, I'm kind of not in the in a, in a way too. You know, I mean, when Batman Begins came out, you know, everybody was like, kind of like, okay, like this was a good reboot for Batman. Everybody's kind of excited for this, you know. And then when this came out, everybody was kind of like, oh, I'll see it, you know. And then it would kind of just shell shocked everybody with just how well it worked on so many different layers with it. It was not only a good action film and a good drama, but it had a lot of good crime elements to it that really made it more grounded into making us believe this universe even more and that's what i loved about it. you know the performances you know christian bale does a really good job gary oldman of course does a great job as Go as commissioner gordon but then you have yeah heath ledger's amazing performance you know it, it gives a believability to an a and it gives you something 
to be genuinely afraid of. And that's really something that's, it, it rattles your core immediately right there. And then you have like, like when they have like Michael Jai White's character and the whole, uh, the, was it Hong Kong or Beijing? I, I forget which one are, I uh, uh, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, I think. Yeah, it was right. Okay. Yeah. The whole like stuff going on in Hong Kong and everything like the trading going on there, it, it created a lot of tension and it made it work in so many ways that I, that I can't just ignore it. You know? Yeah. It's not the highest ranking one here, but I still think it at least needs to be talked about deserved in this list. Okay. Uh, Dark Knight's a great movie. It's a great comic book movie, but I think if we're going to filter it through the lens of crime movie, I think it's kind of derivative I mean, I think Nolan even says, you know, he basically showed everybody heat and like just said, we're going to do this. Uh, the That opening heist is fantastic. It's really well shot. It's great opening that movie. And of course, Joker's a, a, a fantastic villain. Uh, but I get if we're if we're looking at if we're calling it a crime movie, I think there are a whole lot better uh, crime movies that we could, um, you know, put on this list. Uh, I, yikes. Nope. Yikes. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, number seven, that's not a bad place for it. I, I don't know if it belongs on the list at all. Seven's not that high, so I won't give you too much fly for it. But like I said, if, if we're calling, if we're obviously if we're doing comic book movies or superhero movies, you know, this should be a lot higher. But if through the through the lens of crime, there's a lot better stuff out there. No one else had it, so good uh, go. Uh, I I like this movie. Um, I think that Heath Ledger's performance is brilliant in this movie. I think Gary Oldman's is brilliant. I think the opening of this movie is probably one of the greatest crime scenes ever. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't really see this as a crime movie because we focus a lot more on Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, so I don't see it as a crime movie. It's fair. It's fair. Um, I 100% see it as a crime movie. It would have made mine. And I'm what, and for everyone who goes, the head of fandom doesn't have this fandom movie on his list. Uh, I didn't have Road to Perdition either, and both I both were stricken off because I made the conscious decision that I was not going to include any superhero movies on this list for for uh, for sake of diversity and putting a bunch of other movies that I'd rather talk about on this list. Because how many more times do we need to talk about the Dark Knight? Honestly, uh, Road to Perdition is not a so, superhero movie. Yeah, also, uh, no, Road to Perdition is a DC comic book movie. Uh, so that's why I, I made the decision to cut it. Also. Uh, but yeah, Cody. <sighs> Three years in this community, <laughs> besides the like the fan community, just in movie. I'm fucking tired of the Dark Knight. I'm gonna be honest with you. I like the movie, but I'm scared to even watch it anymore because either you have sweaties that freaking salivate at the moment you mention anything, or it's fine. I like the movie. I like. I actually like Star Wars before I entered this community. I actually hate probably Star Wars and Batman. <laughs> um, but I will say, whoever put in the chat, Joker's a fantastic movie. It's amazing. So you should go see that. That's all I know. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Uh, what is your number six? Number six. I'm pretty much guaranteed to not get any yikes on this one. Uh, I, uh, I love a... Heavyweight? I'm usually... What? No, it's not heavyweights, but I do love heavyweights. It, it, it's a crime. Nobody likes that movie as much as anyone else does. <laughs> no but, yeah. Um, for this one, you know, I don't venture a lot into foreign language films, not just because I hate them, but I do love a good foreign language film every now and then. And this one is it ranks as probably one of my favorites of all time. And it is just so well done. It is so beautifully shot. It is the Portuguese language film 
City of God or Cidade de Deus. Ah, yes. yes. Go on, bigger papa. Go on. Yeah. Man, we're with you. We're making yeah. us all look trash. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Cidade de Deus. So I'm probably offending like, multiple people <laughs> right now. But, <laughs> but um, you know, this was a this was loosely adapted off of a memoir uh, from somebody who was a photographer who grew up in a suburb outside of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil that was uh, commonly known as the City of God, and there was there was a lot of crime in this area it started out basically like a projects if you will and there was a lot of drugs going on a lot of drug dealing going on and then it started turning into gang wars and just seeing the evolution of children holding up people and shooting innocent people just for the sake of shooting them and seeing them laughing it rattles you like to like to the point even more than the joker like and you, he just he just starts shooting it's just it's crazy to see it is so beautifully shot it gives you a good glimpse into the the seediness of what people expect paradise to be and that is what the goal of this movie was to do and what this uh, person's memoir ultimately was he took photographs with the gangs and wanted to document what life was really like and it was just unbelievably brutal it is such a beautifully shot film it is so good to see i'm absolutely recommend it no this is a great pick uh yeah it's a, a great story and it's the way it's told like you said through the lives of these kids it's like a really dark gritty gross coming of age story with the, the the life of these kids and the life they have life of crime they have from a very small age and just basically how they have no other choice that's all really they have to turn to and it is a great looking movie um i love that you put it on this list especially you know we don't know a lot of uh, foreign language movies so far and uh, a lot of great foreign language picks that could have been made uh so i'm glad there is some representation here uh the rest of you guys and have you seen city of god and if so what are your thoughts uh i've been meaning to i've heard lil zay is one of the best villains of the oh century. my god he is so scary is so um scary. i i've been meaning to watch it i've been doing a little bit more deep dives into foreign films um i just haven't seen it yet um I saw it for a debate, and I'm uncultured swine, and I should have put it on my list. So, <laughs> sorry, Nazario yeah. Montenegro. I had to debate him on it, and I should have put it. My bad. It's a great movie. I have, if you, uh, that's the takeaway. If you haven't seen that, see City of God. Uh, Jeff, let's move yeah. on to your number five. All right, number five. Uh, again, I love uh, movies that are based off of true events, and you can kind of like make them interesting, and you can give them something good to talk about. Uh, this was one of those films from, I believe it was the seventies. If I have my my answer, yep, from the seventies that I that I watched later on in life and I was like, you know, I've heard good things. Let's give this a watch. Let's see what it's all about. And was immediately hooked in from the opening minutes. And you just want to keep watching to see how it unfolds and where it goes from there. I am of course talking about the 1975 Al Pacino film dog day afternoon. This was just such a fun film to watch it. One of the things I, I hold, on, hold on one second, Jeff, mm -hmm. I, I, we need to have to take a little pause here because I want to point out the lack of yikes here. <laughs> thank you incredibly thank disappointing you. <laughs> thank you um what what i do what i love about this movie and what people kind of forget like about with like hostage situations is that there's a lot of nothingness that goes on too between it like a lot of people like they always they always focus on the phone call between the negotiator and the bank robber and like the tension you know i need a plane and everything like that there's a lot of in between that people kind of forget about and then like he start they start getting a relationship with like the bank tellers and it and it eventually turns into 
what the media called it as a circus. You know, they're going outside parading, like, you know, that there's injustice and that there's so many other layered things here. It makes it insanely enjoyable to watch. There's so many good things to like about this movie and the performances. Al Pacino has never been better than compared to this movie. I think it's one of his finest performances of all time. Dog Day Afternoon is an amazing crime film. Yeah, um, this is an amazing movie. Uh, Pacino gives probably his best performance, in my opinion, one of the best performances ever in in, in film. Uh, I love him in this movie. Like you said, a lot of people ca- talk about this movie. They talk about the shawty, the Attica, and everything. But like you said, Jeff, those quiet moments and that tension and that pressure that he's feeling, the way he expresses that. You know, you look at his eyes. Watch it. Just watch his eyes through this movie, and you it tells you the whole story of what he's going through. Um, it's the I think the best bank heist movie. It's the best the best hostage situation movie, and uh, it just just because it's so real, you see that it, that sweat and it's just gross and dirty. Uh, just it's it's an amazing movie. Uh, nobody else had us on this list. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to start with you because I know for a fact you just recently watched this movie for the I first did. time. So show me on the doll where good movies hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I I really like this movie. I really do. I think it is a great movie. And here's the but. <laughs> but for I the other ten movies on my list. I just happen to enjoy more. I'm not saying Dog Day Afternoon is not a great movie because it is, and it is Al Pacino's best performance. Um, and the one scene that I always really like is the conversation between him and Chris Sarandon over the phone. Mm. That scene is fantastic. Mm. Um, it, I just enjoy these 10 a little bit more, even though I do think it is a great movie and deserves to be mentioned on here. All right, and uh, Coho and Cody, your thoughts? I've never seen this movie. We'll make it. See it. I'm sorry it wasn't made in 2002, Coho. <laughs> <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> um, I have seen this. Uh, I've been on record before. I'm not the biggest Pacino fan. I don't like Pacino. I think he's fine in some movies. This one is good. I haven't seen it as often as I've seen everything else, so I'm not saying it just didn't really stick with me that much. So sorry. That's <laughs> that's like twenty five years later, man. You're you're way ahead of things. Here. Uh, it'd be better if it was in this. Oof, oof, Scully. All right, Scully. Okay. Just, All right. I love uh, you, buddy. But <laughs> he's okay, uh, Jeff. Moving on to your number four. <laughs> number four. Um, I know this is going to be weird to say, considering what we're talking about, but hear me out. I love movies that I can connect to on a personal level. I know it's a weird thing to talk to about on a crime movies list, but I'm talking more so on the video production end of things. This is something that when I saw it, I was just so shook, I guess is what the kids say anymore, because it was, it was true. A lot of what they said in this movie was so true and it was just it, it it was it was like it was a complete shock to watch, but I was so enamored with it. I am talking about the Jake Gyllenhaal film Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. This movie was just a complete uh, amazing. It was so good. This is one of those rare performances from an actor where you don't see the actor, you see the character. The fact that he wasn't nominated for this movie is is a crime. That's a crime in and of itself because he was just lost in this character. The, seeing the like the CD underbelly of like how um, 
TV news networks perceive like what is shown to people in terms of crime. That is it's so on the head it's almost frightening because they, they made a comment in the movie if it, it you know if it bleeds it leads or think of our network as a, somebody with running down the street with their throat slit you know that is so true for news networks it is so it is so it's it, it, hurt, it hit me like right here because it's just so creepy in that way but i love the way it was shot it, the performances are great and just love this movie uh yeah it's not a bad movie i'm not gonna say this is a terrible movie uh but number four is ooh, that's 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 a rough one uh there are movie i think this movie again it's good and general is good in it but i think it's derivative of a couple other movies uh that do this a lot better um one of them being a crime movie and maybe we'll see somebody bring it up later but uh yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock you for for, for liking this movie especially like you said the, the connection you have to it but I will say that number four is super high for Nightcrawler. Yes, Cody. Um, did you know that Jake Gyllenhaal like gives one of the best performances of all time in this movie? Like it's amazing. Like I just love it so much. Like he's so good and complex. He should have been nominated for Oscar for this movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I've heard that for a long time in this community too, and it's okay. It's a fine movie. It's more of a thriller more than anything. I get it, and it's pretty high. So uh, Nightcrawler didn't even consider. I didn't. I made a list of twenty-five. It didn't make my twenty-five. So no. Coho, may I do the honors? Uh, yes, Dylan Hall gives one of the best performances of the decade in this movie. Uh, that scene where he's at the mirror and he just snaps is amazing acting. That is some of the best acting I've ever seen. Um, also, um, one of my uh, another line from this decade that I actually really love is, um, "If you want to win the lottery, you gotta buy the ticket." Like that has stuck with me, and that has always has like always skeeved me out. I think this is a really great movie. Um, it just didn't come close to my list. Go. Uh, I uh, I did not consider this as a crime film. I, I don't really consider it as a crime film. Uh, it's like Cody said, it, it really is a thriller in my mind. It didn't make my list, and I did go past ten. I think I went to like eighteen. Uh, and it wasn't on mine of those. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal does give one of the best performances of the decade within it, but it's not... I don't think the movie as a whole fits into the crime genre for me, and if it is technically labeled a crime film, then it it just doesn't register with me as a crime film, then, I guess. I don't know. See, I think Gyllenhaal's good in it, but I feel like this is just creepy Jake Gyllenhaal. This is like the... Like, he flips a switch, and it's, he's... he's does the eye thing and it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, but okay, uh, Andrew, we're, uh, we're coming on to you. It's your turn. Uh, so we will start with your number seven. Uh, my number seven. Um, my number seven is the movie that should have beat Titanic for best picture. It is LA Confidential. Any movie? LA Confidential in specific. Okay. Um, this is a really good noir film. Uh, it's anchored by a lot of really strong performances. Uh, You've got Russell Crowe giving one of his best. You have Guy Pierce giving arguably his best overall. You have Danny DeVito. You have James Cromwell being great in this movie. And you have Christopher Plummer. Um, he's really great in this as well. Um, but I think what I really love most about it is it's got a really good pace to it. It's got a really good pace to it. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And it does a really good job piecing everything together at a rate that you can easily stay with. Um, and also, it's got some nods to old Hollywood. And <laughs> I mean, that's you're, you're pandering to me just there. So, okay. 
Uh, yeah, this is a good movie. It's I love Guy Pierce's arc in this. Um, the, the the what his character goes through. Uh, that's I really that's that's probably my favorite part about it. Got some great performances. For me personally, it's a good movie, not a great one. I I enjoy it. Uh, number you have what number seven? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna complain about it. I'm not gonna throw a parade for you either. But this is uh, this is again. I, I think I think it's slightly overrated by the people who overrate it. If that makes sense. Uh, but I don't have anything negative to say about it. It's just it's it's kind of there. Uh, nobody else had on their list. No, it's not Brian. Uh, Brian. Brian. Get off, get off my show, Brian. Get off my plane. <laughs> but uh, nobody else that had was on their a list. Movie that could have won Best Picture than Titanic. <laughs> uh, Anybody else have thoughts on LA Confidential and why it's on? Uh, I competed in a confidential movie league for a while. <laughs> that, that turned into cornhole. Was it, was so, it, was um, it? so on to, uh, on that note, um, no, because I've actually never seen this movie. It's actually one of my biggest misses, but I've never seen uh. it because somebody called themselves confidential and I refused. <laughs> I have seen this movie. Uh, this would wow. fall on like 17 on mine. I think it's good, not great. Um, I like Guy Pierce a lot in it. I like Russell Crowe, I guess. Uh, and I know it's like the the name that shall not be said, but I think Kevin Spacey's also really good in this movie. Um, I think the movie as a whole, it, it is really long. It feels really We're long. We're getting canceled. Way to go, Coho. We are. I'm sorry. I said the name. Uh, but I, yeah, I think it's fine. Like, it's good. It's not a bad movie. It's just, it's not what I'm going to go back to again. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. It's fine. I mean, like if I was like when I was looking at the list, it would make the top 50, but not even cracking like top 30. It's fine, oh. but it's not one that I'm like go back and to go back and watch over and over again. It's fine for what it is. The performances are fine. But give the man Nightcrawler any day of the week. Okay. Well, <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> All right. Love it. And uh did everybody talk about all the confidential? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody? Okay, Bar, what's your number six? This is what everyone knows and loves me for. It's time to talk about old Hollywood and tell these whippersnappers how great movies from the 50s were. It's On the Waterfront. I think On the Waterfront is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> this movie is amazing. It actually cracks my top 25 favorite movies of all time. Uh, Marlon Brando's performance in this is great. Uh, 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 oh my god, Lee Jacob. Lee J. Cobb as Johnny Friendly is one of the best villains in any movie at all. Um, and um, why am I blanking on the director's name? It's um, Elliot Kazan. Elliot Kazan. I kept wanting to say like Eliza Kazan, and I knew that was wrong. Um, this is easily his best directed movie. The shots in this are fantastic. The story is so good about this guy, like who used to be a boxer and now he's like basically a brute for this let's be honest he's a gangster he's a union leader but he's a gangster um and him like getting up the nerve to basically become a whistleblower and turn him into the police it's so good and it's really it it's one of the best films ever made in my opinion yeah, uh, this is a good one. Uh, I'm not going to give you any flack about this at number six. I think for me, this movie, what I remember, I've, it's been a while since I saw it, what I remember about this movie is Brando's performance. And I think that over overshadows everything else. Um, but I know it, it's it's a great movie, and I'm not going to say anything about it at number six. I still think Cody had the better classic with Arsenal Mace, personally. But 
Um, at number six, uh, yeah, that's a good spot for on the waterfront. Uh, the rest of you guys, I know these. this oh. is not necessarily your bread and butter, but uh, what are your thoughts on – go ahead, Coho. Drinking game continues. I haven't seen it. Take a shot. <laughs> oh, everybody, let's do another drinking game. Uh, Bar picks a movie that's very pretentious and bullshit. Oh, fair. Okay, um, I like it. It's fine. Crime movies, get out of my face. Like, stop. Top 10, please. Absolutely. If it was released in 2009, it wouldn't even make your top 50. Shut your <laughs> oh, we'll get to something about that later, Cody. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this is a good movie. I think this is one of those where the performance outshines the rest of the film. I will say, like, the last, like, 15 minutes of this movie is just amazing. Like, that is, like, it has it's one of the better endings I've seen in a long time. Uh, but overall, I it's a good movie. I don't think it's spectacular, <laughs> but it's good. Just one more thing before we move on. No. Um, Carl Malden's speech uh, at the one like yeah funeral. Oh, great! Okay, Carl Malden's goodness. Cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Bar, your number five. All right, uh, I'm just gonna skip over this because uh, I know it's gonna get yikes. There's no way that there's no way in hell this isn't gonna get yikes. Yikes. This group. Good. Okay, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> and then number four? Uh, my number four. Here we go, Cody. It's Baby Driver. Yikes. Great. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. Now, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> but... Are we kidding me? Nope. The, was there one released <laughs> in the 50s or I, 40s? I, or to- I, I, oh, I'm just going to say right now, look at Bar's number five. <laughs> and then look at his number four. You know what beats the I, I've never, I've never Music. been so offended. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is just yes. so I wrong. I stand by it. That uh, we'll come back. <laughs> to this. We're come back. We'll, we'll, we'll be back. In fairness, uh, I had mine at ten. <laughs> so number, that's number four. Okay, it's so. God, (laughs) I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) We're getting into our uh, my number three is about to get yikes. Let's just get it over with. My three is the departed. Yikes! There you go. go. Okay, you know what we do? Um, Cody, your number, your number, uh, your number three. Um. Yeah, uh, you a clown? Are you here to amuse me? Uh, I'm doing good, fellas. Yikes! Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeff, you're number three. My number three. I'm surprised this wasn't brought up sooner, but I love this movie just for the sake of the rewatchability. Training Day. Damn. Cody's <laughs> in so much pain right now. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm talking now. Um, training that, yeah, I, I'm surprised this movie wasn't brought up. I mean, when you look at like crime movies, this is one of the most rewatchable ones. I think this is this is one I can if it's on TV, yeah, it's gonna be edited down heavily, but it's easily one you can watch on TV if it's a three o'clock on a Wednesday or if it's eight o'clock on a Saturday. This is one movie I can enjoy watching all the time. Uh, I love when you can take a, an actor who is charismatic, like Denzel Washington, who's usually known for being like the leading man or the good guy, the straight arrow, and then you have him flip a whole a total 180 and have him be a charismatic 
villain. It is just the chem like the minute he's on the screen, you're just you just want to keep hearing more what he has to say. You want to keep seeing how he interacts with Ethan Hawk's character. I love seeing just the natural progression of these two as the day goes on. And the by far the best scene of this movie. Everybody talks about the ending, you know, the King Kong and got shit on me scene. No, no, I'm gonna do one better. The scene in the house with that when they're playing the poker game and then they're in the shower. That scene is nothing but pure tension for like eight minutes straight. It is so friggin' good and it's just so fun to watch. And it, it, it's it's just this is a fun movie. I'm surprised this really wasn't brought up. But I, in terms of rewatchability, one of the most rewatchable. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I think this is kind of a mediocre movie that is inflated by a fantastic performance from Denzel Washington. And let's face it, Denzel's kind of made a career doing that, taking forgettable movies and making them a lot better just by being there. Uh, yeah, maybe it's rewatchable. Maybe it's a good like background Saturday afternoon movie. But I mean, number three all time crime movie. I, I, I don't see it. Um, again, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie, uh, but you got this way too high. Uh, nobody else had it on their list, so go ahead, Cody. Uh, Denzel Washington's my <laughs> yeah, no, Denzel Washington is my favorite actor of all time. Um, I think he's amazing. I think this movie, I am with Kirk 100%. I think this movie is just uh, driven by Denzel. The rest of the movie, blah, pretty much. Like every time he's on scene, when he like has Ethan Hawk in the car and tells him to smoke, and he's like, um, get the fuck out of my car. Just you know, get the fuck out. Like he's just pissed. And like his, his zero to 60 is like my favorite in this entire movie. I think this was just, he won the Oscar, which is a great performance. I think he got rewarded because he didn't win for Malcolm X. But still, his performance in this movie is amazing. That King Kong line, you can say what you want, but him, that is awesome. It just missed my list because I can't, the overall movie is, if you take Denzel out and put him with anybody or other actor, that movie is a train wreck. But put him in there, it's it's watchable. But I respect it. Me and him both like Denzel, so I, I figured it'd be on there. Oh, so I love it. Denzel's great. Uh, Coho, Andrew. I've never seen Training Day. The fuck, Coho? This movie was in 2001. This fits your criteria. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen you? movies made after the 21st century either. I don't watch movies. Guys, guess what? I haven't even seen La La Land. I just say it's my favorite. No, I'm kidding. But... He just uh, is here to have his opinion heard. That's it. Get, he doesn't care ready. what it is. I just want to hear myself talk. Get ready for me to blow your mind. I haven't seen this movie. Oh, my <laughs> Well, okay. Hey, when you I get mean, to the end of it, that's going to be you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about something you had seen because we're your number three. Jeff, that hurts because we go right <laughs> into it. And it's too bad. I guess I'm filling in for Caleb Boatman tonight uh, because my number three is the third man, baby. Fuck you. Yeah. Get out of this call. Leave. Yeah. I don't care if you started Creed 2. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so good literally the only thing that keeps it as low as it is is because the music really doesn't fit the movie <laughs> the music really doesn't fit the movie um but the, it's so good the mystery behind this is amazing you're fo you're so focused on finding out who killed harry lime and then spoilers you find out harry lime is still alive and he's the head of this giant like almost like underground fake penicillin ring and then holly his best friend who was going to live with him originally has to take him down it's so 
brilliantly told. That cuckoo clock monologue is one of the best monologues in movie history. If you're going to watch anything from that movie, watch that monologue because it's so rich and dense. Um, yeah, once again, the only thing that brings it down is the music really doesn't really match the rest of the movie, but the direction, the cinematography, the acting, the script, the mystery itself is so good. Watch this movie. I have watched it, and I, I what you're saying, everything you're saying there, Andrew, is part of the problem. I wish I could have came to this movie, just kind of found it and discovered it, because I mean, I saw it with all the hype of oh, it's the greatest, one of the greatest crime movies greatest mysteries and you know i've seen it with all that i it had already been spoiled for me i knew the ending so i watched it i'm like yeah it's good it's all right um maybe it's better than i gave it credit for uh at number three i still think it's high um i'm not gonna let you slide on that number three is a real high pick for this uh if you would have had it maybe in your bottom five i'd let you slide a little bit but number three i think is really high for the third man i do not think it lives up to the hype um, I think there's better movies of, in this genre from this era that you could have picked. I think there's better crime movies <laughs> that you could have picked. <laughs> Bar blink twice if you're under pressure. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I don't think this movie deserves the credit you're giving it. So oh, I uh, again, again, not terrible, but number three all time is kind of ridiculous. Uh, everybody else seems to have feelings on this, so I'll let you go. <laughs> this feels like you put. This is like if I put B movie at number three is my crime movie because it was a crime it wasn't nominated. Like shut the fuck up. This is a meme <laughs> at this point, and I will never fucking watch the third man because of you and Boatman. Never. Now, not only has this been spoiled for me five times already by you telling me what the ending is and the twist, I have no desire to watch this movie because of how much you and Boatman flayed it. The twist comes halfway through. I don't think we, it's like a real. I don't care. I'm never watching this movie because of you. <laughs> Let that sink in. Watch the Cuckoo <laughs> monologue at least. No. Go away. <laughs> I'm not interested in your book. Leave me alone. <laughs> let me tell you the let me tell you the praises of the third man. <laughs> All right, Jeff and uh, Cody. Either you guys have strong feelings on the third man? Nope. Nah. And, yeah, nope. It was, nah. No. Stop. <laughs> Stop. This needs to end. This needs to end. Third man can burn in. Where is it shot, though? Like, where's this plot yeah. of the movie set? Fair. Thanks. Just need that. Go. <laughs> okay, moving on to number two. Uh, Coho, give me your number two. My number two uh, is another Coen Brother movie. Uh, it's No Country for Old Men. Figured. No yikes. Well, okay. Uh, I, this is a two. It, no one's put it, if you didn't put it at one, okay. no one else. Fair did. enough. Fair yeah. enough. But I think this is the best Coen Brother movie. Um, I think it's their best directed. It's their best shot. It has their best performance in any of their movies in it. In Javier Bardem, uh, it's thrilling. It's tense. Uh, if you, Cody said Cat and Mouse earlier, this is the better Cat and Mouse movie uh, with uh, Javier Bardem and uh, and uh, Josh Brolin going back and forth about the entire movie. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I can watch this movie honestly whenever, and it has the same effect on me. Um, yeah, I absolutely adore No Country for Men. Uh, yeah, this is another one where when I first saw it, I didn't like it at all, I did not understand the hype. I rewatched it, and I liked it a little better. Um, but still, I don't think it's deserving of all the accolades and praise it gets. Um, technically, objectively, it's a good movie. Uh, I'm not going to say anything to disparage it, but I think two is super high for this movie. Uh, you guys obviously agree with me, so uh, everybody give me your thoughts on No Country for Old Men. 
Okay. Um, I really like this movie. Uh, however, for you to say it's the Coen Brothers' best movie, uh, you are wrong, sir. Uh, you couldn't be more wrong. Um, I I think that it also having the best performance in a Coen Brothers movie uh, is the second best. We'll get to that later. Um, but I like this movie. I think the fact that there's no music in it is it makes it a little bit more chilling. Um, and I it has some really great scenes. I just don't think it belongs in a top ten of all time list. No I, I forgot to mention one thing. The the coin flip scene. How, what's the most you've ever lost in the coin toss? Maybe my favorite scene from the 2010s. Anyway. Not the most. Or from the 2000s. Scene, though. The most tense scene is the, you don't have to do this. Everyone says that. Everyone says what? Hey, Everyone. Kirk. Kirk, I'll do it for you. Shut up. No, Country for Old Men is the same thing that I feel about Training Day. Honestly, it's one great performance in the movie that's okay. I think Javier Bardem is fantastic in this movie. I think Josh Brolin's okay, but the rest of the movie doesn't have a lot of rewatchability factor. I can't just tune it on anytime. It's once you know the the cat and mouse, like like even like Hell or High Water has fun moments into it. It gets you out of the thing. Once you know the cat and mouse, it's the cat, the mouse, it's got caught. We get it. Like I don't, I, it's not, it's not entertaining for me. So Javier Bardem's amazing in this movie. The overall meh. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I I think this is like out of like all the Coen brothers, this is one of the more overrated ones in my opinion. Yes, Javier Bardem is really good in this movie. Yes, the coin flip scene <clears throat> is really good. But aside from that, yeah, I this isn't a movie I'm gonna be like, let's watch this because yeah, you can be a slow burn movie, but you gotta do something interesting a little bit better. You know, this is just no. Or I hate it's really because it's so like that. depressing and slow. It just blah. I just oh sorry, that was my Ryan Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I I I wish I could quit this show. <laughs> All right, uh, Cody, your turn. What's your number two? Uh, my number two goes back and forth with its sequel, um, but this this week it's the original. It's The Godfather. Nice. Um. Uh, I like. I love that. By the way, real quick, I love that Brian Michaels is in the chat. I I thank you yeah. for supporting the show. But you <laughs> hate mob movies, so yeah. then I don't know why you're here because you're always like, "Wow, that one made my list." Well, it's not made for you. Can, can uh, you can call me the it, voice of reason? I'm taking is, that. Is it possible to mute or kick Brian because I don't want <laughs> him to embarrass himself any further with his comments? Yeah. <laughs> go, so, go ahead, Cody. I'm sorry. So <laughs> the Godfather, uh, it goes back and forth. I think. I, I didn't give these enough credit when I was uh, when I was uh, <laughs> I didn't give them enough credit when I <laughs> watched them too. originally. <laughs> when I didn't watch them originally, I didn't give them enough credit. But watching them back to back is one of the best like cinema experiences that I can recommend to anybody. They're long, but they fly by for me. Um, even though, like. Some people complained about the Irishman's first hour. Well, the first hour of The Godfather's a lot of camera breaking and a lot of family kissing and stuff like that. But let me tell you, it builds as it goes on. The Godfather, the back and forth, the family struggle. I really like Al Pacino. I don't like Al Pacino, but in this movie is insane. He gets really good in the second one. Don't get me wrong. But you see that snap. And I like the setup more than I like the delivery. And that's why I like The Godfather 1 right now more than Godfather Part 2. They go hand in hand, but Godfather 1, I think, is a... I think both are perfect movies. Perfect movies. No questions asked. I think they're amazing. Uh, yeah, Bar, you had to set your number five, I believe. Five. My number five. 
Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, this Cody's right. This movie is damn near perfect. Um, and he's right. The scene where he snaps, amazing. That restaurant scene alone, where he goes to the bathroom and he gets the gun, and it's where it's taped. Amazing, brilliant. The cinematography, the music, the acting, the writing, the direction. All of this is just amazing. Um, there's no way that you could ever make this movie again because it is way too perfect. Um, and uh, I just happen to have four movies that I think are better. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You're a baby driver, you piece of shit. Um, oh yeah. my gosh, it hasn't been brought up yet. No, it, it hasn't. Oh my god. I know, right? Uh, but yeah, this movie, um, I'll just tell you guys, this was the right answer. Um, we've gone through all this rigmarole. This is the right answer. Uh, this movie is perfect. It is long, but every second is earned and deserved. That wedding scene sets up so much stuff. And everything about this is so great. It's such a deep, meaty movie. Every time I watch it, I find something new to look at and something to, to, uh, to think about and something to enjoy in it. Uh, it is just, I mean... What can you say that he hasn't been said about The Godfather? This is my favorite movie, and um, it's deservedly has the reputation it has. Um, it's fantastic in every possible way, every performance, everything. Um, yeah, so I'll let you guys go. Coho, uh, you didn't have this on your list. No, oh, I did not. Suck. Tell us why you suck at movies. Uh, so I've seen this movie once. And I liked it. I agree with everything about why it is. Everyone loves it. I see why. Uh, my favorite line is leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, I love that line. Uh, I mean, Brando's great. I don't know. I just, I've never gone back to rewatch it. I haven't given it that second watch yet. I haven't seen the other two Godfathers either. I've, I only watched, I stopped at one. Uh, I so own I, them. You have my voodoo. What I know. It's, it's a blind spot that I need to utilize your voodoo to watch them with uh but i've seen the first one and i like it uh it's a great movie it's just i i haven't rewatched it and i haven't seen if it holds up on a rewatch and it probably does but all right uh jeff will go to you might you start by telling us why godfather one isn't on your list well um I gave. I wanted to give myself a little bit of a challenge. If you guys were paying attention earlier to this stream, you know, I mentioned there was a yikes with one of these other films, but you know, the God because I wanted to give myself a little bit of a challenge and kind of make it a little bit fair. But the Godfather is amazing. I do love this movie a lot. I mean, I can't say much more about it than everybody else has said. I I still think one of the most like amazing deliveries of a line was uh, Brando going look like the, the my boy. You know, like that that yeah, scene. That, my that, boy. Yes, that's that hits you. That just really hits you. But uh, I love this movie, but I will talk a little bit in a little bit uh, about something else. Well, we're coming to you now. So, um, wait, are we? That was number yeah, is two. Yes, yeah. we're on two. Yeah, we're on two. Yeah. Yeah, so it's my two. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, basically kind of like going off of that. Um, I wanted to give myself a little bit of a challenge, you know, and not have multiple from one director or one uh trilogy or franchise or whatever and looking at the godfather i still think you know that uh godfather part two is the better of the godfather trilogy i love the fact that it went deeper into you know into the story and like the progression of al pacino and his rise there and also getting the background of uh marlon brando's character and seeing hit how he got to be like it, you essentially got two movies into one and it meshed so well and that's what i think works amazing for this movie um 
the performances again are amazing. You know, Pacino spot on here. And, you know, the whole stuff going with uh, Fredo, like that just, you know, you, you feel him through, you know, through a lot of stuff, you know, he doesn't want to do it, but man, it's, you, you feel him in that De Niro is like the best he's ever been in this. Like you, when you look at his filmography, this is like pinnacle of what he's capable of doing. But, um, I, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, the Godfather trilogy, I think two is just a little bit better than one. And I wanted to kind of make this fair to myself and just to list overall. So Godfather part two, I think is the better. All right. And Andrew, you had this at number eight. Number eight. Yes. Uh, I disagree in the fact that I think that Godfather part one is better. Um, however, when I, I watched this movie again recently, um, and when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, okay, it's a good movie, yeah, but I don't really get all the hype around it, calling it one of the greatest movies of all time. And then the last 20 minutes happen, and it literally ties every little thing that I was having a problem with together in a nice bow at the end. Uh, and more of, maybe more of a garrot than a bow. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, that that last 20 minutes really solidified its place on my list because, it, as I said, it ties everything together. And it really brings the the danger of Michael Corleone into zeroed focus, like zero d. Um, and yeah, no, it, it's it's amazing, and especially the last scene where you just see the collapse of an entire family monarch uh, patriarchy. Uh, yeah, this is another great movie, another great pick. Deserves to be up here at the top of the list. Uh, the rest of you guys should have had it or had it higher. Um, I do like Godfather 1 better. I think Cody hit the nail on the head. I, I like the um, scene, the transformation, that slower burn of Michael Corleone through the first movie. Uh, then I do see him in full villain mode in the second part. I enjoy the uh, flashback scenes a lot more, uh, that part of the movie, a lot more than I do the Pacino stuff. Um, but again, I mean, we're talking, you know, 10s versus 9.9s here. It's all fantastic. It's all great. Uh, but uh, Coho, you already said you haven't seen it. Uh, Cody, um, you kind of talked, touch on a little bit, but why didn't yeah. two make your list? I'll make it quick. Um, first time being on the list, I wasn't going to just put double on movies. Um, I figured it would just be a repetitive conversation to have. I love both of them. I honestly consider them one full, like giant. When I watch them, I don't watch one and then the other, I watch them both. So mm -hmm. technically, I consider them one giant film in my eyes. And I know that's not the right way to look at it, but. So when I put the Godfather, Godfather Two is right in right step with it. I got yeah. you. That's fair. Okay, and uh, Andrew, what is your number two? Hey, I can I can see you snickering, Jeff. I can see you snickering. Don't laugh. This ain't reality TV. It's the, it's the Departed. Uh, yikes! <laughs> I figured you will not steal my thunder of my words. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I need a minute. I'm, hey, hey, I'm, I'm actually gonna leave. I'm gonna actually leave. <laughs> Let's go to war, Kurt Kolakowski. Number uno, Baby Driver, baby. <sighs> baby Drivers are my top ten favorite right. movies of all time. I love this movie because you've seen eleven. Films. I will. I will. Be, I will throw this on whenever I want. It is a fun ride. I feel the emotions of, of every character. I love every storyline of the new buddy. Uh, John Hamm, I think, is his best performance in film, maybe. Uh, I think Jamie Foxx is great as Bats. 
Uh, Ansel Elgort uh, is he's good. I think Lily James is phenomenal. Um, I think hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get us demonetized again. I think it's just a great Kevin Spacey performance. Uh, I think the whole film, on the whole, is maybe the best choreographed movie of all time. It's the best edited movie of all time. Uh, it has one of the best soundtracks of all time. Baby Driver is excellent. I love this fucking movie, and I'm ready to go to war. So that's my number four. Let me talk. Let me talk first. Uh, I have that ten. Holt, of course, Holtzman's Holtzman's <laughs> twelve years old, and Edgar Wright is the only director he knows exists. He's seen five movies. This is the only crime he movie he's seen. He doesn't show up the entire call. And yeah, so, yeah. He was he was, sitting, he, was, he, was on he was waiting in the wings, just waiting yeah. for his it's moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. You say Baby Driver three times, and camera just appears. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> This is my. I've lost four. control of the multiplex entertainment account. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> Brian took over. <laughs> we have a steam control. We have a steam control. He found the back door, Brian. You're unblocked. By the way, the five minutes ran out on your timeout. That was brilliant, Michael. This is uh, Brian's crime movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, I had Baby Driver at my number four. Still this, too high. Is, th- this this is. A wild ride of a movie. Um, I went to see this movie in theaters four times. It is the most times I've ever gone to a theater to see a movie. Uh, Edgar Wright's direction in this is a fantastic. As you said, the choreography, the like that opening scene alone to um, John Spencer Blues Explosions bell bottoms. That entire scene is amazing. It's one of the best openings ever. Um, all of the performances in here are great, especially John Hamm, who I think gives the best performance in this movie. Uh, he is absolutely terrifying. Um, I love the um, the the editing in this movie, the sound mixing and sound editing. It's the first time I ever watched the movie and went and like noticed it. I was like, "Ooh, it's perfectly layered." Uh, it is. I, I think it's a directorial feat. And um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a masterclass of a movie. Okay, so I had this at ten. Yeah, um, this is a fun movie. This is a fun heist film. This is this shows you you can have fun. But man, Coho number one, I'm gonna rescind my time right now for Kurt to rip your ass apart right now. <laughs> so uh, j- just sit and just nod your head and say yes, sir, a lot. You know, and yeah. it'll hopefully get. Never. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> Nothing you guys really, you didn't say too much that was wrong. Like it's it's a good movie, and I'm gonna have to. Yes, you are on trial. Thank you <laughs> for putting yourself on trial. I mean, I don't hate this movie, and you're gonna you guys are gonna make me sound like I hate this movie. It's okay. I don't even think this is Edgar Wright's best crime movie. Uh, this this is this is. It's better it's, than you, you're talking about this. You guys. You talk about how stylized is. Yeah, it's like it's like a long music video. The whole thing is like that scene where he's walking to get the coffee looks like a Bugle Boy jeans commercial from the '90s. I mean, it is so overly done. And just oh. like the beats were like the gun, like at the end where the gunshots and the car noises are going along with the music. It's like it's like it's like a music video. It was like I'm just like oh my god. I'm like I'm watching a cartoon here. Um, it just so overdone. Like you. Andrew, you're like, yeah, I noticed sound mixing, sound editing, because that's all this movie is. It's just sound and music and ba 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 And it's just so overdone. Again, this is not a... 
<laughs> this is not a bad movie because we are talking top 10 crime movies of all time. And I don't know what's more offensive. Coho had it at number one, and Godfather wasn't on his list at all. But bar, you bastard. Number four, and then Godfather right behind it. That is not okay. I don't know which makes me more angry and which one of you, one of you I hate more because of it. That is Listen, I put it at 10 in all respects. I know, yeah, Jeff, you're fine. 10, you want to throw this movie at bone. I'm not going to give you a hard time. If you guys would all have this at 10, fine. This is a, a 10 movie. I mean, this you have Co Co had his friggin' Don Knotts Haunted House movie at number 10. So you can put Baby Driver at number 10. That's okay. But holy man alive, guys, have you seen more than 10 crime movies where you're going to put this at number one? Don't quit nodding your head. Oh, you see like six movies in your whole dumb life. Holy crap. And all of them are better than The Godfather. Oh my Please, god. Sir. Number uh, Okay, I'm I'm done with this. Uh uh Cody, you're the only one that makes sense on this. Go ahead and tell me why it's not on your list. You guys are delusional. I won't go into depth, but you guys are delusional how this even ranks as like when I pop in a crime movie now, like Hey, did you know that they made the sound for this movie before they made the movie? And they put it on top of it? They they, they blocked it out accordingly? Isn't that cool? Don't care. I think it's fine. I think the movie, after you know what happens, it's kind of... Some crime movies have don't have that lasting effect that once you know what happens, I don't want to go back and watch it. Uh, but Cameron Holtzman put it as his favorite movie of all time, so Coho has to put it at number two. That's time. <laughs> it's number two. It's my number six. So. Okay. What's what's his number one? Something from Baby Driver, Cam. No, I'm sure you will. Cameron will have a team somewhere that has a name from Baby Driver. Don't worry, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, okay, hits keep on coming. Cody, what's your number one? <laughs> Let me ask you. Do you know what we do? Let's pretend you have no fucking idea what we do. Because if you knew what we do, we would be... Can't say it. I'm telling you right now, The Departed <laughs> is the best cat and mouse, back and forth, most rewatchable movie of probably all time. This movie, Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, and Leonardo DiCaprio are three titans in this movie. Back and forth. You can say Scorsese won it because he's never won it before. This movie is be Scorsese's best film. I will stand on the hill and fight it tooth and nail. Um, listen, Kirk. Tonight you can be the host of Your List Sucks. But next time maybe you can be a fucking astronaut or something. Because you will never take over the show again if you talk shit on this movie. This movie is perfection. Bye, this movie is beautiful. <laughs> this movie is shot. Um, it's so back and forth. Um, you can say what you want. Three people had it and it's still amazing. So The Departed. It's my second favorite movie of all time. Let's go. Um, who has somebody else had it? I don't know. Number two. Uh, Kirk, do you want to know if I like this movie? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey guys, you're quoting the movie. Your accents aren't awful enough, so you're doing. It <laughs> Continue. Oh, uh, we're the guy that does our job. You yeah, must be the other guy. guy. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk looks like he's about to say, "Why don't you hand me a glass of scotch and a handgun so I can pour <laughs> my fucking brain out?" Um, Cody's right. This is what this is that true? <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Exposed. Exposed. Oh, 
for those of you listening to shock this, and awe on tonight's Geraldo. <laughs> for those of you listening, his wife just posted that his dad watched the departed today and loved it. Um, well, speed roll. Yeah. So Cody said it. It's the best back and forth mouse and that uh, cat and mouse movie ever made. You see the dichotomy between what's happening on both sides because there's a rat on both sides who's trying to find out who the rat is. It's it's a layered uh, script with amazing performances. Matt Damon's best performance, in my opinion. Um, and it's one of the most quotable movies of all time. Uh, yeah, this movie's amazing. And it's Scorsese's best, in my opinion. I gotta take back something I said uh, one, two spots ago when I said that No Country for Old Men is the best cat and mouse. Uh, the Departed is the best cat and mouse. Uh, the Departed is Scorsese's best movie. How many have I seen? Six. Still number one. I'm still smart enough to know that it's his number one. Uh, fucking DiCaprio, uh, maybe his best performance. Uh, everyone in it is incredible firing at all centers. It's the shortest two and a half hour movie I've ever seen. Uh, it flies by. It's super rewatchable. Uh, Wahlberg being more than nominated. I'm not even bad because Wahlberg is excellent. Everyone's excellent. And listen, we're all on our way out. Act accordingly. Uh, <laughs> who let you people on here? You did. <laughs> we're talking about best crime movies, and you guys are Scors saying this is Scorsese's best is. A crime. He sleep just like everybody else. He sleep rocks for this movie. I think he. They just kind of like woke him up. I think he was on the set in his bathrobe. This is the most paint by numbers cop crime procedural movie what? ever. The the dichotomy. Fellas, guys. That dichotomy is so surfacy and paint by numbers this feels like a script that was written by like a freshman film student who run the who who wrote like who read the first chapter of his book and was really excited and had a lot of ideas it's so obviously a remake like there's no like the movie lacks any kind of real heart and soul and like i said that back and forth like ooh, he has this going on and he has this going on look at that guys look at that dichotomy it's so obvious it's there's no subtlety in this movie and Let's talk about the performances, the accents, okay? Cody, I had to wade through a lot of bad Boston accents through your, for your for your movies. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is absolutely the worst. The I have never seen an entire cast of otherwise very talented actors completely half-ass their way through the requisite uh, accent. It is so bad. I mean, they go from full force, full speed ahead, leading that accent to completely forgetting it over the course of a sentence. I've never seen it. Everybody does it. Nicholson does it. Everybody does it. Do you want to be a cop? Or do you just want to appear to be a cop? And <laughs> it's so bad. It makes it so hard to watch. Not a so and the worst had to turn it down. Wal Wahlberg, though the native Boston guy, had it worse because he was so over the top with it. It made it so hard to watch. Okay. Guys, okay. This movie, hey, Cody, remember when we did top 10 uh, most overrated of the 2000s? I had this at 10. I rewatched it because you all had this on this list. I want to move that down to like four or five. You're a this, heartless person. Because this, no, I have accurate opinions on movies, Andrew. <laughs> I watch movies and I understand what I'm seeing. You guys try to tell me this is better than The Godfather, better than Taxi Driver. 
better than King of Comedy. You guys are better than Raging Bull. You guys are out of your mind. Good fellas. Oh my god! No, I know. Those are two of the Scorseses I've seen. I put departed over Goodfellas. Well, you're you're insane. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. You're speaking. Um, Let's move on to. Let Jeff uh, speak. Yeah. Let's. Oh yeah, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't put this on my list. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeff. I got. Oh yeah. Good. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, again, I look at this as like you know one movie per director but even looking at the departed this isn't his best crime film no but i'll say there i'll say, I'll say we're going to talk about it in a minute but it's, it's i would even put wolf of wall street better crime movie than this in a way but you know i mean the departed it's good but man yeah i i agree this is this is a movie when i saw it initially it was great but overrated definitely overrated Absolutely. All right. Jeff's never welcome back. With with that said, um, Jeff, the ship is sinking. Please bail us out a little bit here. Do the right thing. Go ahead. So it was already mentioned before. Yes, Scorsese. This was a looking at this list. We could have had like half his list be just him, and that could easily take. You know, that that wasn't fair in my eyes. But looking at what this, what's left of this, you know, it was already brought up earlier. The number one best crime film. The fact that you know that everybody's laughing right now. Is this funny to you? Is this funny? Do I look like a clown to you? You know, am I funny to you? It's fucking Goodfellas, guys. Come on, Goodfellas. Also, as the young kids say, this movie, it slaps. That's what the kids say, right? Please tell me I'm not showing my age, but man, I, everybody in this movie is so good. I mean, Pesci, De Niro, and Leota have some of the best on-screen chemistry. That is just so good it make it makes the entire movie just flow through and you just see the evolution of of just this entire organization constantly from prison to the streets it's just so good how the hell is this not number one for people i thought i would have at least two three other people getting this as well jesus christ people if we had a better panel you would have Uh, yeah, this is absolutely Scorsese's best movie. Everything he did up to this movie was building to this movie. Um, everything he did after is kind of, I mean, it's, it's not bad, yeah. but it's its made by, you could tell everything he did after this is made by a filmmaker who has nothing left to prove because he made his magnum opus in Goodfellas. And then he, he, could, he has the right to sleep rock through movies like The Departed because he made, he made a masterpiece like The Goodfellas. Um, Goodfellas is fantastic. Everybody is great in this. They, this is my two. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not yelling at you, Cody. I'm not yelling at you. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You had this. I, I ignored that because you had the part. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cody. I, I apologize. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, you I know. I love. I love Goodfellas. I think Goodfellas is the second best like crime movie um, over The Departed. And I understand maybe you don't like The Departed for various reasons. I think Ray Liotta is really rough in this movie at times. Um, he overacts to the highest level possible. And I get it. I get it. I mean, like if I was if I was growing up and like not as a child in the nineties, God, Goodfellas would be my departed. I get that. Um, but Goodfellas, I is still three. It's still one of my favorites. But Ray Liotta, and it, you feel the wait time a little bit in this movie near the like near that middle point. Um, it gets a little rough. Uh, and Liotta gets way too much screen time. 
way too much screen time in well, this movie. Story, I, know. I know, and they should have cast somebody else. I will stand by that. They should have cast somebody else because I think you could ask any, you could cast any like neurotic, like wildly zany guy at that point and done that. So he was probably cheap. So that's why Score says he used him because they had it paid De Niro in possession. So um, yeah, it's fair. I, I love this movie. I think it's great. It deserves to be on this list, but it's a lot of people are saying it's mad now. So it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, because that's the hot take. Because that's 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 that's. Oh, I'm cool. I don't like the good. I like the party better than Goodfellas. Because it's okay. let these chumps okay. talk. Let's I'll, go, I'll go ahead and say the Goodfellas is like my third favorite. Scorsese. I like the Irishman more. If I'm being totally honest, I think the Irishman does everything you say Goodfellas does, but better. Like I think that's the better magnet. Like culmination of what the Scorsese could do at his best when he puts every skill that he has in his toolbox to use. Uh, Robert De Niro is a better version of the Ray Liotta character in Goodfellas than the Irishman. Uh, Joe Pesci is doing something totally different in that. But like it, when it comes to Goodfellas, Joe Pesci is the only part that I like. De Niro's good. Uh, but I think Goodfellas is very clearly written by Scorsese, and Scorsese is a bad writer. I'm just going to say it. I think Scorsese is a bad writer. I don't think he, I think he needs to write with someone in, in order for a movie to be good. Okay, oh calm, calm, calm yeah. down, Kahoki. Look at the movies that are his best. He he hasn't written most of the ones that you call his best. He didn't write The Departed. If you've said yeah, Shutter Island, yeah, because, come on. Because Departed was obviously a remake. That's why, because it was uh, very... And Departed is better than Goodfellas. Just saying. No. So, Baby I, Driver. Baby Driver. Yeah. I like Goodfellas. It might even be great, but Cody's right. Ray Liotta in this movie. Like, when, yeah. when he's laughing... It is the most over the top, like ah ah ah! Look how funny this guy is! Ah! Like that's how right, I call call. that was. Ray Liotta was here, guys. Sorry to say, that's what Ray Liotta had to do is calm down. And that third act, that third act really just takes it in a direction that really took me off because it became a cartoon in the in that third act. I'm sorry. It did. And it just took me out of the movie. All right. Um, I guess I'm, are you already, you guys talked. Never mind. Last one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Okay. Bar. <laughs> I guess. I'm closing the night out. Um, so Coho brought up a movie that he says the Coen Brothers best movie, which is Balderdash. Because the best Coen Brothers movie is Fargo. Fargo, I think, is a perfect movie. I think this movie is perfect. From the script, to the acting, to the directing, to the cinematography, to that score, which is absolutely amazing. Um, Francis McDormand gives the best performance I've ever seen in a movie. Uh... And her detective work in this movie is is it's really well told. Um, she she talks to William H Macy's character. Besides, I don't know if he did it. Something happens to her, makes her rethink it, goes to visit him, and he runs. He, it, this movie is so good. Everyone in this movie is fantastic, and it's the Coen Brothers' best movie. And I, it's a, it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. I can't. There was no other place for it but number one. Okay. Um, yeah. In retrospect, I probably should have had you go last, or should, should have had you go first, Bar, because I kind of blew my load with those last two movies. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I don't have a lot of horrible things to say about Fargo. 
Um, Fargo is a good movie. It's a fun movie. It may be the Coen Brothers best. I don't know. Um, I yeah. <laughs> That's what made me love myself. It's is it number one? Is there other place you could have this on your no. list besides number one? Yes. No. Uh, you could have it through ten, two through ten, or you could not have it on the top ten at all, and nope, I'd be okay with that. Not an option. Um, yeah, Fargo is a good. Uh, it's a fun crime movie. Uh, I think tonally, it's a little too. It can't really focus on anything, uh, but it's it's another one where the accents kind of get to me. But again, oh, I'm really? not. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not going to get at number one. Uh, it's too high, but I. I'm okay with it on your list. Nobody else had it, so give me what you got. I'll go. Last. I'll go. I'll go fast. It was on my list, um, but I took it off. I enjoy it. It's just I literally spend four hours to six hours on a call with somebody from um, close to Minnesota, um, from Fargo. You betcha. Um, so, oh, for sure. So. <laughs> oh, so it drives me nuts. So thinking of this movie makes my skin crawl. So yeah, I had to take it off. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this was a, it's a, it's fine. You know, I'd put this in like a twenty-five list. You know, not a ten list, not even a number one. I think that's like kind of like a calm down there, bar. You know, I mean, but it's know, the best but, movie ever made. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, again, Is it actually I'll, your number one movie? Respect. Well, that, well, well, that's uh, I don't know about respect. I give him respect. That's a, that's definitely an interesting. Okay, one, but yeah, this is okay. Okay, so I live here. I don't have to watch this movie to experience this. I have to look outside. So people put people into wood chippers every day. <laughs> this is an everyday occurrence. <laughs> you Why you betcha for sure? Uh, <laughs> but literally, my town appears in this movie. Like, it's not mentioned by name, but they shot a lot of the scenes outside my town. So, so like, if I if I want to watch Fargo, I really only have to look outside. That's why it's my third favorite Cohen. That doesn't just take away from the fact that it is excellent. I think the top my top three Cohen Brother movies are all fantastic, near-perfect movies, if not perfect. Uh, and this is in my top three. So I give you a lot of applause and props. I didn't put it on because I don't go back to Fargo often because I, I, I live an hour north of it. So That's understandable. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I know I know March Gunderson personally. <laughs> Many okay. so, so that's your top ten list, guys. And um I was I know I know we're pressed for time, Cody. I was actually gonna make a list of all the movies you guys skipped because there's a lot of movies you guys disrespected. Uh for example, Jeff had Nightcrawler on his list. Nobody talked about Taxi Driver. Uh Andrew Terrible. had about it. A Andrew had Roger Rabbit on his list. Nobody talked about Chinatown. Um, yeah, I do like that movie a lot, though. Between the between the four of you, we had one Tarantino movie, Reservoir Dogs. So no Jackie <laughs> Brown, no Kill Bill, no Pulp Fiction. Nope. Uh, one Tarantino. You know who had less? Who had fewer movies on the crime list than Tarantino? Uh, one Alfred Hitchcock. Top ten. You guys had forty chances. Top ten crime movies of all time. No Hitchcock. Hitchcock gets no representation. Don Knotts does. <laughs> <laughs> so. Live with that, guys. Sleep well tonight. God be with you. So, <laughs> we're going to go over the uh, top 10 overall. Again, this does not represent me or anybody who has decent taste in movies. Uh, but number 10, Training Day. Number 9, The Third Man. <laughs> yeah. Number 8, No Country for Old Men. 
Number seven, Fargo. Oh, too well. Number six, The Godfather Part Two. Ooh. Number five, Hell or High Water. <laughs> number four, uh, The Godfather. Number what three, Goodfellas. Good night, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> number two. That, we did it. That and that. So, <laughs> yeah. I apologize. We should we should have done better. Wow. You, know, you guys better. Uh, giving you guys grades. Jeff, uh, you're the only one who understood the assignment. Uh, you're the only one who didn't make my head explode at least once when you sent me your list. Um, your top three or your top two were perfect. You're the only one who had Dog Day. Uh, and you had Baby Driver, but number 10, which is uh, forgivable. So I give you a B minus. Okay. Uh, Cody, believe it or not, we're grading on a curve here, buddy. Um, <laughs> you almost got there. Your three and two were great. And um, you just totally completely bought about departed. Uh, you had some off the wall picture. Hell, our water was good. I liked Arsenal's old lace. Um, so your list wasn't terrible. You get a C plus. Oh. Uh, Which one of us do you think got that last spot? You'll still the first show. I'll take it. <laughs> the, the next list. Um, uh, yeah, again, this one didn't piss me off as bad as I thought it would. It did, but not as bad as I thought it would. Had some really solid off uh, out of the box picks on it, but again, uh, my next one is going to be Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew, it saved you. You're the only one who had both Godfathers, so <laughs> yeah. you get a C minus. All right, I'll take it. And Coho, um, you had privatized ten, and you never really recovered from there. <laughs> um, you did okay. What, what what saved you from a felling grade is you did have the one Tarantino movie. You had Reservoir Dogs. Um, but Baby Driver at number one is a joke. Uh, so I'm giving you a D, sir, and your list sucks. <laughs> I'll hop over real quick just to take over uh, for my future episodes. Uh, Star Wars Extended Universe that needs to be added, blah, blah, blah. It's a bunch of bullshit. I don't really know. I'm not going to be on it. It's Jay Burns. Send your list to him. I have nothing to do we with have- that episode or – we have, have three people filled for that. We need one more spot. If you want to be on Star Wars Expanded Universe characters <coughs> who should be added to the canon, that's the list. Uh, Case, Doman, and Kevin Posh, you're on. Uh, so, uh, oh, Next, after that, it will drop on Christmas Day. Um, it's going to be Christmas movies. Um, that panel is full, so there's no more spots. Uh, tune to the page next week. Or tomorrow, not tomorrow. We will drop January's list. January is going to be the most highly probably requested to be on. We will do our best to get some people that we haven't had. But whoever sends me the list and actually has an interesting topic, then you'll be on it. But it has to do with a lot of the decade, the previous decade, and a lot to do with what 2019 offered. So um, be on the lookout for the multi-week page. Again, send me your list. Um, after that list goes live, and we'll consider you for the show. Kirk, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I will definitely bring you back. We will discuss another topic for you to host because I think you are of the three, Nazario, Caleb, and you. I would actually put you in the number one spot. I think you did a fantastic job. So well done. All right. So everybody, good night. Good night. Kayla sucks.